I'm sitting here today with Charlie Solomon, a, a, a good friend of my dear departed grandfather, and uh, something of a countryman. You grew up in Calcutta in India, yeah? yeah? Uh, do you remember much from your childhood years? Yes, I remember a lot. What's the earliest memory that's vivid for you still? Well, yes, uh, um, perhaps it was uh, going with my parents by boat from Calcutta to Rangoon. We were parting from my uncle and aunt who saw us off at the wharf and uh, my mother was expecting a third child. I was standing next to her in the ship. That may have been one of my earliest recollections. The child was my sister that was born later. She's about two and a half years younger than me. Hmm. So, and there was a... T so it must have been about three years. Was it? I, I must have been about three. Was it a, a, a pleasure vacation or did you have family in, in Burma? We had family in Rangoon and my father was wanting to show, introduce his wife and I don't remember, but I had an older brother, but I don't recollect him being with us. Uh, strangely enough, uh, I recall our arrival in Rangoon. We got off the ship at night and we went to this home where we would uh, have a long room, uh, have an apartment. It belonged, it, it belonged to a relative of ours and I was very concerned what sleeping arrangement there would be. I like to sleep between my parents. Hmm. <laughs> and they assured me. And for the first time, we had a bed with mosquito netting. I never slept in a bed under mosquito netting. Were mosquitoes a problem in Calcutta as well? No, we never had mosquito nets. Hmm. So this was it. I was very concerned to sleep between my mother and my father. <laughs> and did, did you get your way there? <laughs> where, where I used to, yes. Good. Uh, That's good. My, my father particularly was very, I was the younger son. I was like the apple of his eye. Hmm. And, and then you lived most of your childhood in Calcutta, yeah? Yes, uh, all my most of my childhood, yes, I went to a boarding school when I was seven. Um, uh, 
went to Catholic schools. Uh, uh, I know, uh, but I loved the boarding school. They were very, they were much fewer boys in each class. So we were about 10 to 14 boys in the class. You got better attention if your if your teacher was good. Hmm. Uh, it was an Irish Christian school, and I must tell you, some of the masters Irish were good, but I've I had for two years a, a guy that was uh, a Irish Christian brother. Uh, he was very sadistic. He would thrash us for, for nothing. Like at the end of a class once, a number of boys were crying. So he tell them, I'll make you laugh. You're crying now, I'll make you laugh. Uh, all those who are that are thrashing, put up your hands. So we put up our hands like that. He was a strapping with a with a strap. Beat us on our hands. <laughs> Tried to get us to cry. That brother was fortunately when he was teaching a different class later on. such a bad effect on the, on the, on the children. We had a, that the nurse, we had a trained nurse and hospital in the, in the school grounds. Mm-hmm. Nurse Evans, she was Welsh. She, she got to know the way these fellows were treating us and she had two of the masters removed. Stopped their teaching and at them. One of them was, in fact, both of them taught me. Hmm. Uh, but otherwise, boarding school for me was a revelation. Do you know why you were popular? I suppose I was gentle with the younger fellows. Uh, so some of them used to follow me around. 
we were we had time off. Mm. Of course, we used to play games in the afternoon every day, hockey and foot soccer, and uh, we had other games also that were not the official games. We didn't even play cards. Bodhi's so. yep. goal was uh, quite an enlightening experience. How old were you when you went to boarding school? I was like uh, seven and a half. Oh wow! So it would have been really a fresh world. Um, yeah. How and how long were you there for? Seven years. Seven years, and this was the boarding school was in Calcutta as well. No, this was uh, one of the good schools in the mountains in India. This was in the Kazi uh, and Jantia mountains of Assam. 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 How far was that? Well, we used to live live. By train, two o'clock in the afternoon. Arrive at a station at about eight or nine o'clock in the evening, where we change trains, change the gauge, the a narrow gauge, and on that train we used arrive on the river Brahmaputra. Early in the morning, uh, we'd have our breakfast on a um, a boat. It was uh, it was all laid out: tables, round tables with four chairs by a contractor, uh, where we get a proper breakfast. Eggs and everything. This was on the boat. On the, it was a what do you call it now? It had to be shifted, taken by ducks. It was a like floating a barge, a barge, a huge barge, but it would fit all of us. Very respectable, and it's a beautiful river. The Brahmaputra, we would go across from the, 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 the railway station would be at Hamingong. We go to Bandul, that was up the river, and on the other side, there we would get off and get into buses. So then, from there. We would be bussed to Shillong in the mountains. It used to be a one-way road with with uh, what should I say gates, gates, so that um, they would control the traffic that way on mm. the mountains. I would get a little uh, road sick. <laughs> <laughs> it would take about uh, three, four hours, and 
Humor. And then you get up to school by the afternoon. So it would be it would be a full a full day's journey to go from like about uh, I think it, it used to be about I don't know four or five hours, but it would yes from the from the railway station we would go on this barge have our breakfast. The barge would go up river. The barge would, would take you up river. Up river, yes, uh, some distance. It would be the tugboats would come in. So the whole the whole trip was like a twenty four hour trip, roughly. No, not a, oh, to, that's right, twenty four hours. Did did you ever do to do? Were you, were you ever visited there by your parents? Yes, I took the family around over there, and Avi's been there also one more time. Oh really? But of course, I took Avi and David when David must have been, you know. Not yet one. This, the and Avi was about almost six years old, but then Avi went back and he from Australia and paid it a visit. Where things have changed, the roads have roads have been improved and all that. You visited you visited India several times since you left. Uh, I forget about twice or three twice, mm. but. Uh, no, Avi went on his own from here in 2005 or something. Uh, yeah, they've, they've changed the roads as much easier from the British days, those were the British days. It suited them because the hills are very special. They've got a lot of antiquities. They've got uh, like uh, petrified forests. Hmm. They've got minerals and oil and uh, rare orchids. And all these things were banned from being taken out. So in those days, the British used to. So this road sort of made a bottleneck. You could be very easily examined for what you're digging out. So the reason they had all these this single road with all the gates was so so it would be easy to search people. Possibly. Did they ever stop your bus and, and come aboard to check if the children are smuggling the things in their house? Not the school bus. But I can tell you, every year at a boarding school, the boys and the, the senior boys. Uh, senior class, they would make a getaway from the school in the middle of the night. They would hire cycles, try to cycle down to the railway station. It was quite a quite a thing to do in the dark. Hmm. But they do it to get away from school, and they'd be. But the 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 railway people would stop them. Nobody ever got away with that. <laughs> Whether it was just something to do out of defiance or just to get attention, I don't know. Did you ever? But these boys used to be 
Did you ever Publicly. do that? Did you? Uh, no, no. You didn't do that. No. Did you, but you must have been on some adventures during your board. Uh, you must have been on some adventures during your boarding school days. Uh, yes, the only adventure I wrote about it in the school annual. The only adventure was that what one can talk about. Because I've had some very uh, cycling over there, those mountains. I've had some very narrow years, lucky to survive. Mm. And uh, but there was a fire on. This was on Corpus Christi night. It was the Kazis. There were a lot of the local people were converted to Catholicism. And Corpus Christi, they used to bring out a big procession, religious procession, with a brass band, and they used to recite all the prayers. The, um, they used hymns and prayers, and this procession used to be from Don Bosco, which is. The school was on a hill, and at one end of the hill was another hill with Don Bosco's. Um, is I Don Bosco's a, a school as well? It's just Italian. Uh, it's a, I thought it in, but in this somewhere else, it on the internet it says German, but I. I don't, don't remember any Germans. It was Italian, and they, it was what you call a Salesian college. They would train up priests. They would bring in these boys from Italy, young, uh, and train them up to be priests. And uh, sometimes we were invited to their concerts. And it was fabulous singing. They would sing opera. They had beautiful voices. But usually there was a, some kind of an epidemic, measles, mumps or something. And we worked full go. Hmm. Either we had it to But it was always a pleasure to go there for their concert. Don Bosco is not there. And next to the Don Bosco is the cathedral, Catholic cathedral. So that's where the procession would have started? Yeah. Now the procession went out on Corpus Christi. The boys in our school, for, the, for this holiday, they went all to church. And very unusually, the non-Catholic boys were allowed Told you can go to the study hall and do what you want, read books. So they had the they had the service in the school chapel uh, church, and we were in the study hall, just doing anything, playing games, reading books, something. Few of us. 
It included the Presbyterians, the Scots, the Tudbooth. Um, so we were hearing this singing in the night, in the evening, it was dark, singing, and the band, the brothers' band, they went round, there was a road round the school, this was where they did the procession, and as they were returning, suddenly we could hear crying, the Kazis were mourning, and it was very unusual. So the boys looked out to the study hall. The, we, there were all five of us. My brother, and there were two Scottish or three Scottish boys. The birds. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, we could see something was wrong. We went to the boundary of the school. School, that means going down there through a sort of a forest. And uh, from the road view, there's a fire. We saw a fire. On the Don Bosco side, there was a, they had an outhouse. There was on fire, but there was a very strong wind. The fire was <clears throat> affecting a tree in between, between the between the outhouse and the, the, the cathedral. Now the cathedral was wood. <laughs> Most things were wood there. Shillong, by the way, is on a fire line. It's subject to earthquakes, mm. frequent earthquakes. We had to get used to it. The windows would rattle. And the, anyway, we'd hear, yes, we'd, we saw this fire was going, and then <coughs> there was a Carver came by and stopped. He saw the driver's horse. It was, it was, uh, a Welsh chap, Quinn Connor, his two sons were going to our school as day scholars. He stopped because he saw us. He says, please get in. We asked him, Oh, what about the fire brigade? There's no fire brigade in Shillong. The whole place is full of trees. Uh, it's, uh, what do you call it? Gum trees. Ready to go. Forget <laughs> catch fire. Oh, no. Anyway, no, there was no. And really, whenever there was a forest fire, we were the schools were called out to help to put out the fires. Wow. That means nine and ten year old, the, not the juniors, but at about ten, twelve years, we were seniors. <laughs> We'd be called out to 
money man. This was our job. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Prince Conroy says. Um, he had two sons. Uh, anyway, he says, he's come and help me. He used to work in a uh, what is it? In an institution there in Geelong. And uh, they had fire extinguishers. He said, we go and get the fire extinguishers. Single-handedly couldn't do it all. So fortunately, spotted us. Yeah. So we got into the car, five of us, and we went with them. It was a pasture institute. So we, he had the key opened up the place and we brought out as many extinguishers as were available there. And then we went back to the church and uh, quickly the, the older people came and took the extinguishers from us. They were, they were not easy to manage. And what did we do, the boys from the school? Uh, there was a huge, they had a beautiful, huge uh, uh, pipe organ, large pipes that had to be saved. But the, the people from the church, they, or the boys from Another school also there. It was St. Anthony's, which was just next to our school, across from the road, which was entirely tribal. All the tri you find all the tribes there that they were trying to convert into uh, Catholicism. They were in St. Anthony's. We were quite friendly with them, we got on. But these were the ex, uh, 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 what shall I say, cannibals. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> from, the, from the Eastern. That was considered to be a sham. But the Nagas and the Lushais, by the way, the Lushais, they were Mizos. They claimed to be the lost type. Hmm. They had 3,000 measles in Israel. Hmm. Jews converted. They converted them for, to be Fair. So what happened, what happened with this fire? So with the fire, now the schoolboys, five of us, we started to removed because we got a crowbar the windows had beautiful cut tops. We removed those and then while we were doing this, we heard from the school three sevens, the bells. We had a bell tower in the school and it was yours from the very start of your going.
going to that school, you were told, taught, you have to answer those three bells. It is a three seventh day ring. Everybody has to immediately go to school, study hall. If they rang three sevens? You ring seven bells and then another pause, another seven. Right. Pause, another seven. And when you, the boys hear this head they are, they have to be at the hall. Otherwise they get a flogging, public flogging, with a cane on the stage. So as soon as we heard, we had to run. <laughs> and when we ran, we were naturally late. Five of us. And as we marched in the study hall, we all there, ready. The principal was on the stage. But we were treated by the principal as heroes. Hmm. My classmaster made me write an article for the annual, school annual of that year. So it's there. How wonderful. But I can't get a copy. I want a copy. <laughs> that school has changed a lot. It, they used to be, when I was there, like 12 or 13 boys at class. Now it's, it's become mixed boys and girls. And they're about, yeah, we had about 110 boys, 110, something like that, uh, including the, the day scholars. Now, they're about 2,000 children wow. there. And they're all local children. At that time, it was all British or English-speaking. Right. Uh, very few Indians there. So, I had Scottish, Welsh, uh, 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 from all parts of England. Uh, we had. What happened to the cathedral in the end? Was it safe? Now the cathedral, it burned down. Oh, really? It burned down. Was the pipe organ saved? The pipe organ was saved, and uh, those windows were saved also. And they rebuilt it very fast and more beautifully. This time it wasn't wood, it was uh, uh, stone and cement. Hmm. And the, the approach to it, everything was a fabulous uh, cathedral. Was Next to the cathedral was the Loreto Convent. Uh, girls' school, girls' boarding school. My sister went to that school, mm. but she wasn't there at the time. She came a couple of years after. The fire could have spread to that school. <laughs> there was a joke about it that the, that the nuns, they locked up the girls <laughs> when the in this emergency, instead of taking them out. Oof. I hope that's not true. Pardon? It's not true though, right? I don't know. Oh boy. <laughs> so what, how old were you when you finished boarding school? 
I went at the age of seven, I was seven. We go to school in February. I was seven and eight in July. That's when you arrived. But how long? No, no, I was seven. Oh, when you finished? I was up to seven years. I was like fifteen years old. And was that fifteen? Was that the the age that people usually finished their education at that time, or was there a further school you went to? I could have gone on to that school. They had just started a university, a university. Uh, uh, my brother went for to to you two years of that. He's with old, you, older than me. But uh, my father said uh, I parted with my son long enough. No, you don't go. Are you coming I'm home? Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. So what? So then you moved back to Kolkata. I was moved back to Kolkata. And you were about fourteen or fifteen then? Yes, fifteen. And what did you do next? I went to college in Kolkata. To study what? Like uh, science. Uh, I went to school. Uh, I went on to do. I was doing. Honors maths for the bachelor of science, and then I got admission in an engineering college, and I joined the college. Very good. Did and then did you go into practice engineering? No, I dropped out of engineering. I was not well in that engineering college. I am very sensitive. I had a lot of sickness, and uh, well, after I left, it turned out that the bloody sewage was getting into the drinking water. No, oh, no. I don't know. They were, but it was a good engineering college. Mm. I had a friend who appointed me as his brother. I never knew. But Ezra, uh, he had only sisters. Hmm. He uh, he needed a brother, so he, a very brilliant fellow he is. He uh, he died uh, just around the time Esther died. He used to get in touch with me through face FaceTime from New York. Hmm. We used to chat. He had he had dementia also. He told me, "I, you were my brother. You never let me down." But he did brilliantly in that same college because he followed me. What his his record has not been beaten, beaten yet. Wow. He went out and did his PhD. Double PhD in America, and he was uh, he was brought to the attention of President Nixon, and a whole new department was started uh, that promoted science in 
Wow. And uh, I put this picture here because he was dying. He got in touch with me. But we always get together. I'd always go to him in Washington whenever I went to America. He, he was a close, the closest friend. He was a brother to me. And uh, I got this picture also there. It's last days. Because he kept in touch with me through FaceTime. Oh, every second day. He was in trouble. He couldn't walk. Hmm. Just like Esther. When he had a fall, he tried to fight it. He had a, he had a fall. And in New York, he was in Long Island. He managed to get two policemen to come up and help him put, put get him into that chair there. In New York, the police are not so friendly. They'll take out their trunch and you won't talk to them. They won't talk. Not very friendly there. No. Wait, but you're... But, the, let's let's go back for a second to when when you just just finished school, because I, I you went to you went to the boarding school, yeah. then you went um, and did went to college, then you went to engineering college. I went to college in Calcutta. And then when you finished, and did you what do you remember your first job? Uh, I did all kinds of jobs. I used the I used what I learned in the. In the Engineering College in, in London, uh, where in Calcutta I was working in a, oh yeah, somebody was determined I should work with him in, there was a Jewish company, Vienna's company. Mm. They had cigarettes also, national tobacco. But this... Chap, what sort of company? Pardon? What sort of company? Well, they were doing... They had some engineering. They had... Uh, they had tobacco. They used to buy the tobacco and make cigarettes. Uh, cigarette manufacturing. They had an engineering company that used to make mills, jute mills which they would supply to Bangladesh. And what sort of mills? Also, what sort of mills? Jute mills. They jute, jute mills. For the rope? Yeah, and jute cloth. The jute cloth. The jute cloth is used for making bags, for bags and uh, a lot of different things. Hmm. Carpet packing, or every carpet has the, the fancy carpets have a jute, jute, uh, so, uh, this guy wanted me to work with them. I told him, I'm sorry, I'm going to engineering college. He says, promise me, if you're, you're free, you'll come and work. When I left the college, this guy comes to me. He says, you promise me. I was working with my uncle. In photography, we, my father and a share in that, we had a photographic studio. Mm. 
And because my father had, had a half share in it, I used to go and do my duty there. So when I was, I was free from immediately my uncle, and we had a lot of work. So I used to work in that, and then this chap said, you promised me. So what did he want me to do? I didn't know. I joined this Jewish organization. One of the directors, one of the important directors, he wanted, uh, he wanted to develop uh, a Jewish association and uh, organize the, all these things that we done in the Jewish, among the, in the community. Get it in order. And, and this guy had an idea that I would be ideal. Is so this I, the same? Is this the same? Is this a different company to the British manufacturer of cigarettes and jute cloth, or is this the same same guy? No, he worked for them. He was a lawyer. The Maya Manslia. Maya died here. He used to, finally he used to, he was a good lawyer, but he went, he went to Israel on Aliyah, but then he, he went to, a, this is in the British times, after the British mandate, and uh, they had to get quarters and get in, that was Palestine it was, hmm. in those days, and he uh, was in a kibbutz. Uh, wait, wait, so he was the guy he originally said to you, as soon as you're free, I want you to come work for me? I want you to work in my company. And what was his company called? B.N. Elias company. B.N. Elias? Jewish company. Jewish. And he, that company did what? It did, it did a number of things, but it had a jute bills. Okay. It had tobacco, it had, they used to buy tobacco, pure leaves, and make cigarettes. So did he, ask, the, did he uh, ask you to come work in the jute mills, or did he ask you to organize a Jewish society? He didn't tell me what he wanted, but it was for the Jewish. So I went there, I kept my work, I've always kept my work, for which when he was dying, he wanted to see me. He was dying here. I was one of the people he wanted to see him. Uh, well, um, Maya was a lovely fellow. Um, the rabbis loved him also. Rabbi Cohen, he wanted to love to go. He came to the funeral and stayed about when Maya was being buried. Anyway, Maya wanted, so I went. I kept my word. I found he wanted me to do uh, under this director, director Jack, Jack Elias. Uh, they called it Jewish Association Work. But they were reconnecting everything, getting the community. Uh, all right. 
having money for for everything. Every, it was all disorganized mm. and being neglected also. So I didn't realize what they wanted that I'm seeing. I mean, it was this and that. Strangely enough, it suited me. I loved this kind of thing. I, but I did it in a different way, beyond their imagination. How did you do it? I was wondering how to build up a community, how to bring it together. I thought, first of all, to bring the community together, you need community events. Passover is coming. I had a friend, close friend, David Cohen, who was a poet, a really good poet. Yeah, I told him you've got to make a, write a poetic play for Passover. <laughs> did it while he was writing the play. Scene by scene, we got the, when we were doing it, I was told them we got to do it for the max. As many people as possible. We had about 100 people. <laughs> but it was a matter of question of participation. But you and had a hundred people engaged in, in viewing it or in participating? Participating. So a hundred actual people on stage? Yeah. Wow. That was my idea. And he did it. Yeah. He never wrote another. <laughs> but David was a genius. Do you have a copy but, of the play by any chance? No. <laughs> this was produced. I don't know if there's a copy. But uh, David died, his, his son is in, attached to a yeshiva and his son, I'm in close touch with oh, the son. He's a rabbi. So these events, they must have um, proved very successful at, at gathering the... Yeah, my idea, I don't know, I had this idea in order to build up the community, we have to put in things that build. So that we started a young Gavra Jewish Youth Council. Hmm. I got the data also. I don't know somehow hashtag my wife kept her because I gave the job but I, I was pulled out of this job by somebody who was in the engineering college with me. That Abraham, I we were in the same room. He qualified and then he came to work for the scrubbed. And immediately he ordered that I was being wasted in this job. I have to join the engineering department. In the same company? In the same company. And whether I liked it or not, I was transferred to and in the engineering department, you were building jute mills? We were, I was doing nothing. <laughs> nothing. Repairing this. 
really nothing. I was taken away from something I enjoyed doing because I put seemed to suit me. Hmm. And anyway, we decided we have a youth, a youth council, a youth club. So I had somebody, David was good at it. He produced the, the paper, the uh, journal. We called it Shema. I wasn't good at just writing articles and all that. It was David who walked around this side. He was good at it. It was a good paper, Shema. I think all the copies were even, uh, every one copy, you have to give whatever you, to, whatever you publish, one copy has to be given to the government for the National Library. Hmm. And so the Shema, every copy that was published is in the National Library in the, uh, in the State Library. It used to be the National Library. It's a big library. And there was a Bengali uh, lady who, who came out of university for her PhD. She got together and wrote a book about the Jewish community wow. in Calcutta, which is a good book. Wonderful. I had a copy and it's been dropped from me. I had more than one copy. I bought several and sent them. When you were, was it around this time that you met Esther or was that later on? I met Esther, I'll tell you, I'll tell you later. Uh, so, I didn't have a girlfriend or anything. Esther was a, f- well, at one time, but with Esther it was different. Wow. But I was very friendly with her brother, because when I ordered to join the engineering department, instead of doing this, I had to find a replacement. I've Esther's brother, Elder's brother, Shaul. I knew he would do a good job. He did a good job, but not in this way. I really created something hmm. there. And uh, uh, so, so we started, we had this play. It was a, it was a sensation because everybody had some relative. Mm. <laughs> that was the idea. That was the idea. A hundred. Every hand, as many people as we could involve, we involved. Mm. Uh, I'm not good at acting or anything like that. But we had good actors. <laughs> and, uh, David, David was a very talented fellow, extremely talented. He was in, he worked in J. Walter Thompson, which was advertising. And 
একটা কথা the story of how you met Esther. Sat me at 4.50 by the second that window opens up. 
who is there? A girl, 14 year old. Yes, she comes out and she's dusting everything. She dusts the curtain, the outside, and she dusts the wall with a feather dust. This would happen exactly at 4.50. That was the buffers. And this chap, this Mr. Ferris, he said, whoever marries this girl will be lucky. And that's where you got the idea into your head, huh? So I didn't get the idea. I would see her from afar. I was friendly with her brothers, hmm. the youngest brother. I put in the job where I was asked to, the job that I loved. <laughs> but uh, she had another boyfriend. Hmm. And uh, so uh, I only really sort of got involved with her. He's much a few later. I had gone to England. I, I wanted to see. I went to England in 1947, just after, just on the day after the Indian independence was declared. And uh, I, I came back in 1949 around October, and when I came home, she, Esther's with my sister, and we are, I've got friends in over there, and I'm, we've got the music on, and I'm dancing with one of the girls. The two girls, and a couple of us, two or three of us, men, so we got the music on and we're dancing. And then Esther's over there with my sister. And they come out and Esther comes, sees me, and she tells me, I can't bear seeing you dancing with those guys. <laughs> so what I knew about her, that she's a so I was attracted to her. So I didn't dance. <laughs> Esther's not a dancer, she's not a dancer. Mm. She, uh, then she, she gave me presents. <laughs> don't, don't spend money useless. Mm. Don't spend your money useless, babe. And, uh, came from the close friends. I used to, I had a college job in a, in a watch company in Calcutta. Uh, it was uh, watch making and jewelry. Uh, it was owned by a Lithuanian Jew, Mr. Wexler. Mm. 
He's a genius. In what? He would invent things. Uh, he was a wonderful watchmaker. He was our, our neighbor. That's how I got to know with him. He was married to somebody who went to, was in class with my mother, Jewish family. And, but somehow he liked me. Uh, poor fellow, he was a handsome man, but he had a, a growth in his brain that interfered with his pituitary gland. The effect was all his ends swelled up. Mm. His head, his hands, his feet. That's horrible. He had a son, Oscar. Oscar went to boarding school with me. Also. They were neighbors. Oscar was a brilliant boy. But for some reason, he didn't, uh, he couldn't get on with his father. He just didn't want to. They sent him to a wonderful school in, in, in England. Wait, well, what does this have to do with you dating Esther? One, oh no, okay. used to be in this, working for this job, and Esther used to be playing table tennis next door at the YMCA. YMCA. She was trained when India had independence. The Minister for Health brought in two famous table tennis stars. Barna and Belag, Hungarian Jews, who were absolutely fantastic at table tennis, to train Indians. They ran a workshop hmm. in Calcutta, and Esther was fortunate to be chosen. She had won, she had won some important tournaments, and so she was trained up by the Two guys. You ever heard of Barna and Belak? I don't think so. During the war, they were Jews from Hungary. During the war, Barna volunteered for the British SAS. He was parachuted into Yugoslavia. He did important work for them. And Belak became an American subject hmm. and he volunteered for the equivalent over there. And he also uh, was a special uh, SAS or something. And so these two gentlemen trained Esther in table tennis? These two guys were the Barna became uh, Dunlop uh, adopted Barna uh, 
had as ragged, called upon a ragged. Hmm. That was made by Dunlop. That sold like wildfire. Everybody, uh, almost, the only competition was a Japanese table tennis racket which had a soft sponge. So the Barna racket was, it was a, a fabulous, uh, I don't know what they use now, maybe still Barna, but I'm out of touch with that. So uh, Essa was trained by these guys, which is a, and uh, she was a good player. In fact, but then when Avi was born, that was the end. He wouldn't allow her. He wanted all the attention. Of course. And uh, she had to give it up. Then her eyes got affected. But much later. But that's later. What what happened when you were still young and, and dating her for the first time? I still want to hear the story. Yeah. So, you... so this is what happened. I immediately I, I was attracted to her from before and so it didn't take her long to we became we were dating each other i used to walk her home every time she used to practice at the ywmca YMCA. she played tournaments then and i i was why the shop i was working in was next to i used to walk walk her home Hmm. And uh, Wexler sold his job. He decided to go to Britain where his son was. And uh, so he introduced me to another shop in Calcutta because he was selling to Indian jeweler. He didn't expect that these people would want me. Hmm. So he sold me to this British shop. That is, he got me into he that. Introduced you into the other shop. Hamilton's. And uh, that was just before my marriage to Esther. We, we had got engaged before that. Do you remember Do you remember the day you proposed to her? But, do you remember the day you proposed to her? She proposed to you. No, by telling me she doesn't like to see me dancing with those. Right. <laughs> that was pretty much the end of it. As soon as she said she doesn't like to see you dancing with other girls, that was the beginning of the end. So. Let me ask you a different question. Um, when I was, I remember one of my, one of my first memories of you was when I I came, I'd come here when I was young with my grandfather, um, and I think you had you always had um, the latest Macintosh computer, oh. latest Apple computer here, and I remember when um, when uh, I used to have an Amiga before that. Before that Amiga. But I only got the Apple when the when the Apple brought out that model that I had, it was in colour. I didn't want an apple without colour or without music. Uh, so this one was it. So I got that apple. That was it. 
And I think it is called the director. And I think I think so uh, I could plug in my my uh, what do you call it tape recorder, the video tape. And I could do edit tapes with that one. Right, that was with the with the director. But but I, my my memory is that was my second computer. Fair. I think I think my memory is that when I'd come here, yeah. you would always have um, some interesting computer games on your on your computers, which I hadn't played before. Oh, I yeah. think maybe you had SimCity here back in the day. No. SimCity, maybe. SimCity. Yeah. SimCity, yes, yes. And then also you had Civilization. Yeah. I and and what would happen is when I came here, I think I got I played a bit, but then when you. Um, when I remember when you'd get a new computer, you'd you'd give your old computer to my grandfather, and I uh, so I, I I would pick up your old computer with all the old games, yeah. and that was that that was my introduction to the Civilization oh. computer computer series. But you did you I, did you play uh, like when when did you get into video games? I'm not much of a player of video games. I still play chess. <laughs> I don't, I don't play Civilization. Avi is the one. Avi would play Civilization. I tried to find out what's in it, but I... It wasn't really for you. Yeah, then I stayed. Uh, I was interested in also flying a plane and all these simulations. A flight simulator, yeah. But uh, basically, uh, I play other games over here, like... Uh, Puzzles, yeah. The uh, mahjong games, yeah. Do you remember? And there was a game. I think on the the very like the first computer that you that I think you gave to us when you got when you upgraded it. It was it had a screen that was only a few centimeters wide, black and white. Oh, that was Avi's Avi's computer. That was an Apple. That was an Apple, but it was black and white. Black yeah? and white. I didn't care for it. I never. He used to use it. I used to use it. But he had his camera. Mm. So I didn't care for that. Only when I had color. But the Amiga was a very nice machine. It, it was so sad. It, I had a lot of wonderful music on it. Yeah. Classical music, popular music. I loved that computer. It was taken over by. It was when they were wanting to get rid of it. They uh, they had to auction it because nobody wanted to buy it, and uh, so they auctioned it, and a German company bought it only for the. There was a box, something to do. There was some thing that the the German company won, and they that was the end of the machine. But I loved it absolutely. If it if if it improved any further, I would have still had it. I I gave it away. What I had to somebody a mechanic. Uh, a technical guy who came to Vitapa, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, washing machine. He 
he had one also. He he had the he was fond of the Amiga, so I gave him this. And uh, I had a lot of good music, and you could uh, program the music also. I think your next appointment has arrived. We only have we only have a few minutes left here, yeah. and I was wondering if you you've lived a, a long and varied and rich life. Thanks be to God. I was wondering if you had any any wisdom or any advice that you picked up on the way that you uh, really hold by. Charlie, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you for your interest. God bless. Now, who's come? With thanks to Daniel Kenny and Perrin Walker, I'm Yitzi Tobel. Good night. <laughs>